you are about to enter the world of the Faceoff Hockey Podcast. Only, it's only game. Why do you have to be mad? The cases are real. The debates are real. Their rulings are final. This guy's such an idiot here. <laughs> this is your podcast. This is Face Off Hockey. Tiger, where are you? Tiger! <laughs> we also didn't talk about how now there's going to be a... Uh, oh, no, wow, daddy. Ready to go. A full cycle. 52 episodes. 52 weeks in a year. One week a year. 52 weeks we're back in business I, is this season two of face-off hockey do we move on from season one is this the end Did we move yeah, on to a new season 2019-2020 season is over and the 2020-2021 season is officially oh. beginning technically, 20, technically 2021 just the 2021 season yeah good point you're right oh no, see <laughs> I, I, you know what? There was a discussion going on in the hockey writers, uh, in the backlog channels, and people were saying, What do we call this season? Do we call it just the 2021 season? And there was big discussions and blah, 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 blah. But if you technically go back in the history books, when I think there was a lockout in the 94 95 season, they didn't start until January of 1995, but they still have it in the history books as. The 94, 95 season. Same thing with the 2013, uh, the 48 games. It started in January, February, but they still called it the 2012, uh, 2013 season. So it is the 2020, 2021 season, but it's just going to be played in the year 2021. I mean, and thank God, because 2020, let's get over with that shit. Technically, some teams are allowed to start their training camp in yeah. 2020. So. And you had the draft, the free agent signing period. So there's all that. So. Good on you, Michael. Uh, season two, um, I guess, a face-off hockey podcast, like we said. If you haven't subscribed to us on YouTube yet, face-off hockey podcast. Subscribe, like, and share all the videos. Same with Spotify, Apple, uh, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to us. Jump on there, subscribe, social media pages. Um, we're off to a terrible start. We've promised now for about three weeks in a row we'd be in studio. Um, COVID has kind of hit us hard again here in Ontario. So we're taking we're, – we're, Putting it on, putting it on the shelf for now. Everything's ready to go. We just gotta get in there. Um, it'll happen eventually, but we still have. We still said 2021, right? So there's still a couple weeks, but we will be in there sooner rather than later. We yes. saw. Well, if you guys, I know I saw. I don't know if you guys saw uh, last week. The two guys here to the bottom of me on Zoom. They got into a little bit of a, an argument, a disagreement. Um, we all love each other here, but sometimes, you know, you got to butt heads and try and get some point across. You guys want to settle your score quickly before we get into the bean bundle ad read? I would. Uh, I just want to throw out that I don't think I don't. I wasn't arguing. I was. I wasn't trying to be confrontational. I was just trying to, uh, you know, spark a little firecracker under Cax's ass a little bit. <laughs> Oh, I had it with you. Uh, <laughs> I was just done. Like, there's a couple of things. One, I don't know what, what made me more mad. You not, a list. Who, not you not knowing who Syllapse was today or no. that. But I went to rewatch it because, and it's it's true. I never remember what I say. I have to watch it back because I never remember. So uh, there was a point where I was like, oh, maybe he was just like kidding because I'm very literal. I'm very literal. And um, I'm not. <laughs> and, and you just you just kept going and going and then geo's trying to progress to the next topic and you're like what's a scuttlebutt and i'm like if this guy doesn't shut the fuck up i did like say that like yeah, like that that i was just done and then and then i was like why is michael scott on our card over there and meanwhile yeah 
I should. Yeah. You did know. You did know. I mean, just... I would normally chalk it up to roid rage, but this wasn't what this was. Yeah, uh, I guess just, it. just you I, know, Mike had no regard for human life. And when we get in studio, cack, feel free to just reach over more than six feet <laughs> and just punch him in the face. You know, it'd be yeah. good content, well, it's right? His house. Yeah, you so <laughs> might unleash the cats on me. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah that's, that's a good true. point. That is a good point. <laughs> release the cats. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're feisty little fuckers for sure. Yes, um, they are. Um, yeah, so guys, I, mean, I, I just want to say though, I tried yeah, go to ahead, cheer Mike. it up. I tried to cheer it up for CAC. I'm sorry, I'm looking at all the cat hair on the the podcast desk right now, and I'm having a panic attack. <laughs> um, but, I don't uh, know if he's being serious or just saying it to bug CAC. I think he's saying it just to bug him. <laughs> but uh, no, I just wanted to say. I did try to make peace. With yeah, you did reach out. By, by, I did reach out. I did reach out, actually. I did that. Uh, well, but I, I meant I just wanted to show you. I asked you to flex because I wanted you to be able to, you know, get that get that uh, uh, confidence <laughs> level up again, you know, <laughs> a, a little bit. And, it, my, and the other thing was I had just done, and I was telling this to Michael just uh you know privately like i just came off like a very not intense but it was a, a conference call where there's no room for hyperbole so when mike's going on and he's ribbing me about all this shit and you know looking back i see that he's kidding i i just i didn't it didn't compute like again the literal Dave. part of me and no room for hyperbole just started to take over and i'm like i'm gonna knock this sucker out but i can't yeah, you, were, you know uh... You were still in you were still in uh, in business mode. I understand. I get it. It's hard to it's hard to switch your mind back and forth. And it's, uh, and, and I and you're right. And having a troll like myself just coming at you <laughs> fucking heated. You know, I, I had I think I drank like a couple beers. Right. Oh, right, right there. Before. And you know what? I did. <laughs> I did laugh watching the episode like I did. Like I, I can laugh at myself like I, I can laugh at it. So I was genuinely laughing like, you know what? Yeah, I was I was pissed as hell, but it was funny. I, I, I just felt like that episode 50 was a little bit. It should have been a high energy episode for us. And it was a little bit. I mean, I don't know. It's up to something was in the water. That week. But yeah, it was a, we were all kind of a little bit just kind of I don't know. There's not much hockey talk to, to be done. Well, that, we that's that's just bit. it, man. Like we're, we're we're we wanted to get in studio. COVID's ramping up. At the time, there was no hockey news, and yeah. there's so much other shit going on. It just that was a hard. It was a hard week for us to all come together. Yeah, but so you know what? I, a couple weeks I, later, we're back. Yeah, and I I I thought I should take it, it, it upon myself to uh, you know try to make episode fifty one a bangers. So <laughs> it was, I decided I was going to chug a beer, and and right before that, I sang a little bit of Zabumafu song. Oh so. my god, the Zabumafu! <laughs> like, That's it. No, but well, you were on key too, which was interesting. I mean, you just you. like start drinking that. that and. <laughs> So I'm like, ah, uh, okay. Well, you anyways, know. anyways, we missed our ad uh, read, by the way. No, we didn't. We didn't miss it. Oh, We're we didn't throw it in right now. <laughs> I, I was, was gonna like... say, like, if you think Mikey was singing on point there, there has been various times in past events when me and Mike used to live together where he used to sing and play a touch piano at the same time. But oh, I digress. That is a totally other different story. We'll get into that later. But guys, as always, Face Off Hockey Podcast brought to you by our lovely sponsor, Bean Bundle. Bean Bundle is Canada's newest coffee subscription. Each month, you get to try different trendy and hip roasters from all across the world, and they're delivered right to your door. CAC, tell them how to get started. It's super easy to get started. First, you just choose how much coffee you want per month. As an example, for myself, if I order two 12-ounce bags, that should last me about a month. You choose how you brew at home. So do you use a filter or an espresso machine? Do you like medium or dark roasts? The choices are yours. But Mike Lasarkas, what happens if you don't have equipment? 
Uh, well, CAC, as Bob Fox will attest to, Bean Bundle has everything that we need uh, to make the perfect cup of coffee. Coffee, coffee. Uh, from grinders, pour over filters and droppers. They got everything. They got you covered. Uh, just check out uh, beanbundle.com. Enter promo code PUCK25 for 25% off month to month subscriptions. Uh, and uh, subscribe to us. Check out Bean Bundle and uh, you'll get 25% off. It's cool stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And we also forgot to mention right off the top, but it's never too late to announce this. Happy Festivus, everyone. December 23rd. Happy Festivus. A Festivus for the rest of us. And tonight at dinner, we're all going to break out the poll and we're going to air our grievances and air our grievances and have the feats of strength. Um, (laughs) I mean, maybe we should do that for the first time we're in studios. We should have our own Festivus and, you know, say, I got a lot of problems with you people. And now you're going to hear about it. Oh, That's some big news of the week, obviously, with Christmas right around the corner. Um, where do we want to start with some of the biggest news? We want to start with uh, Alex Steen uh, retiring or Henrik Lundqvist sitting out for the year, maybe retiring, or the third biggest news of the week, Frederick Gauthier is on a PTO with the Arizona Coyotes. Where do, yeah. we, where do we want to start? <laughs> I, Just... I actually didn't know the, the latter there, but uh, that's pretty interesting stuff. Yeah, Freddie the Goat, he's back. He's going to get a chance. Will he get paid oh. on time if he signs a contract? Well, I don't know. Let's hope he, uh, <laughs> let's hope he actually makes the team first on those professional tryouts True. Uh, that Arizona... Like, it's kind of weird because they're going to sign him to a PTO, but he can't really play any exhibition games. It's so does this mean he's going to be on the team? I... I don't know. It's maybe he'll be on a taxi squad or something. Yeah, potentially, but they would probably have to sign him to a two-way deal. And yeah, if you're gonna do that anyway, why don't you just do that from the start and get it over with? I don't know. Arizona, they do things strange out in the desert. Not a lot Um, of stuff they've done recently makes sense. So yeah, (laughs) I mean, they maybe they could use a fourth line center like Freddie the Goat. Who knows? Hey, put him with Phil. Hey, Phil, get some extra protection on that wing. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so Alex Steen called it a quits after 15 years. Um, he'll be ever forever linked here in the city of Toronto with that trade where Alex Steen and Carlo Koliakova was sent to the blues for, uh, Lee Stempniak. And still to this day, I don't understand what, I think it was JFJ that made the trade. I don't understand what that trade, what was he thinking, man? Like just looking back on it, like Carlos, obviously he wasn't like some fantastic all-star. He was a pretty good solid NHL defenseman you know bottom half of your defensive pairings and he's like an Ian White you know he was a he was a plagued with the injury bug throughout his entire career the guy was always hurt even still to this day when you hear him on radio he always talks about all his injuries and everything but Lee Stepniak I think he was coming off like a pretty good season when they made the trade and then he just never really amounted to anything um I remember watching the lease back then I was like oh they got a guy from St. Louis and he's got a funny name (laughs) that's <laughs> really well, that's really all i remember at that I, oh i was gonna say at that <laughs> point he was a point per game player i'm just looking at his yeah that's now. what i mean he was coming off a hot season i'm pretty yeah, sure so he maybe well, had the 20, season before but the current goals? season yeah. he had 27 and then he had 13 and then he had th- 13 points in 14 games before he got traded to the leafs hmm. so he was on his hair <laughs> he was i i remember uh his stint in toronto uh you know how, like, before a game, they'll be like, it's Connor McDavid versus Austin Matthews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lee Stepniak was the guy that oh they were like, gosh. it's, you know, Sidney Crosby versus Lee Stepniak. And I was like, wow, who is this <laughs> Lee Stepniak guy? And, and yeah, it didn't pan out the way that it 
Just a little bit of a teaser with our draft with uh, Thomas Rickus, who's coming on later on the show. Any of you guys choose Lee Stepniak as your winger for an all-time team? <laughs> He's like my uh, sleeper pick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honorable mention. He's on the bench. Yeah. No, it's funny, though. That's the So the season before he... Uh, two seasons before he came to Toronto, the season before, that was his career high, 52 points in 82 games. So, yeah, to think that they could have had Chris Pronger if they just threw Steen... Man, like, yeah, like people forget about uh, that little wrinkle in in his in the history books with that trade is that pretty much got put into the that pretty much trade went through because the Leafs backed out of the pronger deal. Right, Cack? It's something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, you know, the Leafs back then didn't make really good trades. No, they so. never, never really did for a long Jeez. period of time. You say back then, but I mean, it's not <laughs> been any better. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, uh, well, yeah. One recent history. <laughs> it's whatever. I mean, you know why? Good for Steen. He went out a cup champion. Yeah. Um, I, I loved him as a player, actually. He, yeah, you know, player. he and he was loyal too. like he stayed yeah. on the blues and he chose to stay with the blues. Right. So. You got to give him credit for that. And, uh, you know, he's a good, good old Winnipeg boy. That's what I got to say about that. And the other, the other news there as well. I, it's not a retirement. Um, so Henrik Lundqvist, uh, he signed, I, it was a one-year deal with the Washington Capitals in the off season, um, after a 15 year run with the New York Rangers. Um, he signed for 1.5 million, but he will not be playing this year. Um, he came out and said that through, um, doctors and medical opinions that he has a heart condition. And it's going to keep him from playing uh, this season. He didn't officially announce his retirement from the game of hockey in general. Um, he was just told, you know, maybe take the year and then go from there. Um, very upsetting because, you know, a lot of people, especially in New York who are Rangers fans, they had in the back of their minds when they got bounced in the bubble that it was probably going to be the last time Lundquist was going to be a New York Ranger. Um, and then obviously reality kicked in when he signed with the Washington Capitals to back up their next young projected superstar goaltender, Ilya Samsonov. And then, you know, he comes out with this news just a couple weeks, probably before I, I assume he was already in Washington. Yeah, they were skating they, around they were. and stuff. Oh yeah. His family was there and everything. Yeah. He was taking pics around the city. So he was uh, full fledged like capital. Yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate. I mean, it's not how you want to see, you know, Henrik Lundqvist of all people go out. I mean, like, I like Geo said, he's, it's not retirement, but I it's can't Robot imagine, Island. Yeah. I can't yeah. imagine he he's ever going to play again at this point, especially given the risks. I mean, it sucks. He doesn't have a Stanley cup. Um, yeah, it sucks. I mean, you hate to see it. Chris Bosch all over again. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a sad it's a sad way to not Chris Bosch. I mean, it's completely Why? Well, you know, I got what you mean. Like he's forced to kind of stop playing the game he loves because of yeah. a medical condition and, you know, just like Chris Bosch, Lundquist has said, you know, it's not worth it. And it's obviously not worth it. Your health comes first and especially with the COVID and everything going around with all the travel they're going to be doing and not saying they're not going to be safe and follow precautions, but if you're doing the travel and you're playing, like there's going to be risks, just like yeah, there's risks and everything in life. Oh, for sure. So Hank has made the the proper decision is to look after himself. And then <sighs> he kind of said, he's like, it's a month by month thing. You know, maybe he will come back. Uh, but for the time being, he's, he's sitting out and you know, that's the way it is. And kudos to him. And we Yager salute Hank to looking after himself and all the best. One of, one of the best careers, obviously by a goaltender who's maybe never won a Stanley cup. Like he's got to be up there in the top three. Is I would think. 
He, I uh, think he, I think he will be. You know, he they might teeter, but he, 887 regular season games, and he had 130 in the playoffs, right? So he was longevity is a big thing. He went to a he cup won a final. Vesna. Yeah, he won a Vesna. He went to a cup final. Won they a obviously medal, didn't. Did he not? Uh, yeah, I yeah, believe he did. Yeah, yes, he did. I believe he did. So you know what? Now that you're saying it, he's probably going to go in the Hall of Fame. His number's going to go up in uh, Madison Square Garden. Um, yeah. So, I yeah, mean, I was a big advocate of Henrik. He, I, I, like, I thought he needed to win a Stanley Cup for him to get the nod. But at this point, I mean, he got a lot of support. And I think he might have been the starting goalie for goalie of the decade from 2010 to for from 10 to 20. I believe I think we went over this in past episodes. Oh, wasn't that Marc-Andre like, Fleury? Oh, you might be right. Yeah, it was. Yeah. But he was in there. People were saying it should have been Hank. Uh, Kerry Price were the other two in there, right? Yeah. Um, you know, because there was that time where Rangers went to Cup Final. He won the Vesna. They won the President's Trophy. People are yeah. like, yo, Lundqvist has got to be up there, man. <laughs> I was seeing a lot of comparisons to Hosa de- de- when he developed an allergy to the equipment for Cap Circle. Mm, it's not what yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. guys. No, like this yeah, guy, this is totally different. He looked torn up about it. He was not happy about this at all, especially moving and relocating to DC. Like, I just, I don't see him. Like there was no, there's no reason for him to do something like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I, this guy really wanted to win and it, it sucks. There are players out there that just, you know, good players, good people, but you know what? Life just throws something at you, you know? So yep, yeah, absolutely. Speak, um, like, and, and another guy up on our, on our page there, Gio uh, mm-hmm. Kucherov. Yeah. I was going to say Nikita Kucherov. It's another injury thing. So yeah, this you know, one, they have, they released, information on what's going on with him or no no not necessarily so i have to pull up the story again quickly or if cac if you want to pull it up while i kind of go over this um so nikita kucherov there was a weird tweet thrown out there by elliot friedman yesterday and it was basically saying you know nikita kucherov potentially has been ailing this injury and to help tampa's cap problems he's going to go on long-term injury and people oh. are going oh how convenient just in time tampa needs to clear up cap space they're throwing a guy who's making nine million on on long-term injury for the year and then people are like well hold on uh records show nikita kucherov's actually a pretty good hockey player and i think the defending stanley cup champions would want to have him in the lineup so something must be going on cack you have some information so i'm reading from the tampa bay times with less than two weeks to go before the Lightning are scheduled to start training camp, uh, the team might minus one of its top players. Winger Nikita Kucherov received an injection last week for a hip injury, probably from all that partying he did, according <laughs> to Pierre Lebrun of TSN and The Athletic. Hey, man, we've all been there. If Kucherov reacts well to the shot, all is well, Lebrun reported. But if yeah. not, Kucherov could miss time. So it's not so... It's, it's not, not a, for it's sure. Not a, yeah, it's not a guarantee. But I, but I think what this is, they also just, uh, didn't they not just re-sign Chernak for an extension? Yeah, so just as, short of $3 million a year? As we were coming to record, uh, they signed two right-handed defensemen. Uh, Jan Ruta, who was at the back end, he signed a one-way deal for two years at 2.6 with a 1.3 cap hit. And then Eric Chernak, who's the sought-after RFA, you know, not a big name, but man, he played really well in the playoffs and a lot of people liked the way he played. He signed a one-year three-way deal at 8.8 for a, uh, a cap hit of 2.95. Excuse me, what's a three-way deal? Did I say three-way? I meant to say yeah. one-way three-year deal. Sorry. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like that. Okay, but um, but at the before the Chernak uh, resigning, they were they were two million yeah. over the cap. So I think what 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 people are getting because I even remember like back 
uh, in early in the off season, how Iserman was going to help them out with Detroit's cap, uh, trying to get to the floor and Tampa Bay, you know, taking some of Tampa Bay's contracts and that all got pushed to the side. Yeah. So, so sorry, just to interrupt. Quickly. So they, they're at 21 of the 23 roster players. And right now their projected cap hit is 87.6 million. So they're roughly like 6.6.2 million over the cap right now. So Yeah. They've they got to find some way to move some money around. Yeah, so I think there 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 is that, and I think because Tampa proved last well a few months ago that without their top yeah. players they can still get to the promised land. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of question marks where that's concerned. A lot of people calling conspiracy. Um, if if he is gone for the majority of the season and he comes back with a couple games left in the season or game one of the playoffs because Tampa is so stacked and deep and he then comes you're out maybe flying out of the gate 15 yeah. points in 10 games <laughs> yeah then you're, you're like saying. well but hmm. you know I, I do see that and people are calling bullshit on it but like it's a little far-fetched in my opinion like I understand it's optically optically it looks terrible you know they need to get rid of money and he's got an injury so let's just throw him let's yeah, just throw just... him on long-term injury but it's a 56 game season and hey, breaking news, the NHL guys, it's back, back in action, January 13th, 56 game season. Uh, I was going to post a video on our Instagram of us being uh, Michael Scott and Dwight where they're like, oh, the branch, it's not closing. So uh, they're, oh, they're closing. <laughs> and we did it. We did it. And they're like, how did we do I, it? I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, so <laughs> I don't know, but we're back. Um, so yeah, but you, there's less room. Uh, for error in a 56 game season. I think we've talked about this in past episodes where a three game losing streak and a shortened season is going to be equivalent to like losing seven or eight in a row. And it's going to be very hard to make up ground in a shortened time. So I get it. Tampa. Yeah. They won the Stanley cup without Steven Stamkos, but Stamkos and Kucherov are two different players. I think as the years have gone on, Kucherov has been more of a dynamic play, dynamic piece to Tampa Bay's team. Um, like, why would you, even if he's got a minor injury, why would you just put him out for long term and take your chances on maybe doing well? Maybe, like, you know what I'm trying to say? I think it just, it's cocaine heart. Oh, I think that's a little much. Yeah, <laughs> well, you think he's hanging out with Evgeny Kuznetsov too much? Yes. <laughs> Could be. That's exactly Back to back cup raids are all a year in between, but. <laughs> or, uh, yeah. or Bobrovsky, a couple of Moscow mules with little yeah, party, exactly, party yeah. favors in there. No. as well <laughs> yeah i don't know it's it's strange like we'll see how tampa does i forget exactly they're in i don't know the names of the division i just know the canadian one's called the north and they have a central east and west but tampa they should be able to come out of their division still at the top um yeah i mean so, i don't know it to me it's it's eh, I, i'm teetering on the fence of calling bullshit but at the same time why would you throw kucherov on an LTIR, unless he's actually really hurt. Maybe he's like, guys, I just let me have the, the year off. And they're like, yeah. okay, that works for us. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm still not quite over the power move that the NHL made, like declaring January 13th is going to be in fact, the start date when Quebec, BC, Ontario are having all these closures and back to like, you know, level one or whatever. And then, you know, uh, 
this was another thought I had with, you know, coming back was like, look at the leagues that are playing. If a team gets sick, then they have to play a much tighter schedule to play catch up. So how would that affect a, a player like Nikita Kucherov who might miss 10, 20, who knows, right? Cause isn't it like they miss 24 or something that they're on LTIR if they're expected to miss 24 games or something like that, something like that. Yeah. It's so what happens if those, so what happens if those games get canceled or shifted? Right. So yeah. I don't know. It's, it's there's a, a lot of hurdles, a lot of hurdles. Um, lot. But, you know, I think the NHL did a good thing. At least they announced a date. They put a schedule out in some sense. You know, I, I should have I meant to bring up the picture of all the dates with like free agency, the draft trade deadline dropping. Um, I know with the entry level contracts, I remember this one is it's not 10 games that your year gets burned. It's going to be turned into seven games this mm-hmm. year. Um, so maybe that's good for some guys on entry level deals, rookie. Maybe maybe crack the roster, but at the same time, they won't get as many games as they would have a chance to prove themselves, right? Yeah. Um, so that's gonna happen. Uh, another another signing that happened a couple days ago. Um, you know, we saw the Hamburglar. He's back in Minnesota because apparently Staylock has an injury, so they signed Hammond for a one year deal, two way contract. But Anthony Duclair, uh, the man who decided oh to represent himself, uh, he signed. Excuse me. He signed uh, a one-year, one-way deal with the Florida Panthers for 1.7 million. Um, wow. Allegedly, Ottawa had offered him multiple years, better yeah, dollar it- figure, and he turned it down. And he ended up having to wait and wait and wait. Uh, now he's playing in the lovely Sunshine State yeah, <laughs> with I the mean, Panthers for 1.7. I'd rather, I'd rather take a, a minor pay cut. What the the tax? Uh, it wasn't a it, no, no, no. We just we, I mean, we completely debunked that last just, week. It just goes to I know we did. I know we did. I'm kind of just that's it was a nod to that, and I was mm-hmm. playing a little a, a little haha on you, CAC. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I, it just goes to show you how little people want to play in Ottawa. Uh, well, I nah, he, I think he over. No, no, it wasn't that. There I think, might be a little bit of that, but at the same time, dude, like. I think I'd rather be in Ottawa now than I would be in Florida, just projecting for the future. And for a player like Anthony Duclair, who's had a lot of ups and downs in his career, he's bounced around. He's only 25 and he decided to take a He decided to take a chance on himself in a COVID pandemic year where teams like, look, there's guys like Travis Hamanick, um, Mike Hoffman, the list goes on. There's still many Grandland. Yeah. There's still a bunch Howla. Still he, a bunch of really good free agents. So it's like well, I don't know, man. If I was him, you take the years, you take the security, yeah, and you was, move on. He overvalued himself. He believed yeah. in his own hype. Like it only it wasn't until like this Bad past past season where you know he was actually of significance. I, I Sorry, say, he hasn't been yeah. really no. 100%. So a strong season. So, yeah, you're, yeah. So you know it, when you're offered three to four million for four to five years per year. And he clearly had a that. fit in Ottawa too. Like that's the thing, right? Yeah. He had there was a fit there. He finally, after all this time, finally belonged. And now you're gonna try one year at the on, with the Florida Panthers that have been nothing short of a gong show. So yeah. I mean, okay, go for it. But if it goes south, you only have yourself to blame because you don't even have an have an agent telling you where to go and how to do things yeah man i don't know it's, it's it's strange like it finally seemed like he had a fit in ottawa like i just said and you know a good young and up-and-coming team he'd be looked at as kind of a veteran guy on that team uh, i don't know man it just made a lot of sense for me to for duclair to stay in ottawa and i think there was a bit there was a bit of um i guess i'll use the word verbiage <laughs> 
that came out. Um, you know, oh, I thought Ottawa had offered you this and blah, blah, blah. And he was saying, no, that's not what happened. It's a, it's a bunch of drama and bullshit that's going on now. But both got both have moved on. I thought Ottawa did the good thing in offering him security and, you know, a chance to be on a top line and play with the young guys. And not to mention they could get they had to get to the cap floor. Right. Yeah, exactly. So they were, you know, I don't think the dollar amount that Ottawa offered ever came out. I don't think it'll ever come out, but I would imagine it had to be more than 1.7 a year. Oh, yeah. Right? He, he made the all-star made it, team. Yeah, and they made it seem like it was at least starting with a two and a half or a three, at least. It was north of three. I have to believe it was north of three. You don't make yeah. the all-star team. I mean, yes, it's Ottawa, but still, he made the all-star team. And, and you don't offer him anything yeah. but that. Like, it's just, I don't know. So, I, I just so you, shook my head throughout think- the entire thing. Do you think he got himself in a situation and then he was like, oh, shit, I should have accepted that. And now I can't. Yeah, he screwed himself. He he waited. He just waited because, you know, he thought maybe he could get a better deal off the table on the table. And that just didn't happen. And it's different when you're comparing him to a guy like Mike Hoffman, who's still available. Uh, Hoffman's been around a little bit longer. He's a more proven goal scorer. And he's more of a guy that can maybe afford isn't the right word, but he can afford to wait and take a one-year deal and hopefully things will get back to normal in a year's time and he'll sign a bigger contract, a couple more years of security, a couple more dollars, but Duclair on a guy who came to Ottawa as a reclamation project, it worked out. Count your blessings, man. Take your take your money. And it's it, we're going to talk about this with Rickus too, but the Toronto Raptors just re-signed OG Ananobi, four-year deal, $18 million a year, and a lot of people are saying, Got to get it done now because the way this guy progresses, he's had some injury luck. He's had some personal stuff that hasn't gone his way. But with the way this guy has been progressing and the base of his game that he already has, next year when he's an RFA, the Raps might have had to pay him $25 million. So you give him the contract now, say, hey, this is kind of where you're getting overpaid a little bit, but we're not going to underpay you and just keep working. Right. So that's yeah. I think that's what Ottawa was going to do to declare, you know, here's your money. You earned a little bit. You know, it might be a little bit more than what people are going to offer you, but hopefully you keep progressing. You're happy and blah, 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 blah. Right. So I don't know. We'll see how it works he's, out. He's going to be on his games. Maybe he has teams. 20 goals like I don't know. And he finds a home maybe in Florida permanently or he moves on. But optically, I don't think, you know, I don't think it was a good move on Duclair to first of all, represent himself, especially during a pandemic and with money so tight, especially in a league like the NHL. But Hey, I, you know, he's, he's in, he's back in the league for a year. Well, you're on your sixth team. Can't wait to hear when you're on your seventh. That's crazy, dude. Six teams at the age of 25, like not usually when you have four plus teams at that age, you're out of the league very soon. Right. So unless you're Mike Sillinger. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And, you know, uh, speaking of, of guys who were almost out of the league or are out of the league now, Oscar Clefbaum, he's out for the season in Edmonton. Um, big hit for the Oilers. They have to hope Tyson Berry can pick up the slack. Ah, um, <laughs> you hear that? I just said, ha. Um, so he's out for the season. I think it was he was having surgery or he was hurt or something. 
I can't remember exactly. Shoulder, it was a shoulder, shoulder. injury. This yeah. guy has had like a year and a half of bad. Riddle. Yeah. Riddle. Not only that, but wasn't it like, didn't his like dad die while there was like, while they were on a trip, like the, the, Ooh, the parents sure. trip or something. Yeah. Like, you could be right. Really? Yeah, wow. That's sure. terrible. If that actually happened. So it was something like that. Like he, yeah. yeah. Like he had one injury and then, you know, when they do like the all dads trip, I think it might've been his dad that died while they were on the trip or mm-hmm. died while they were on the road or something like that. Like he's had a pretty bad beat. Yeah. Um, so maybe if you look that up, I do want to kind of switch gears a little bit because, you know, um, we talked about Freddie Goats. Oh, Drake Kajula, a former oiler. He signed a one year, 700 grand deal with Arizona. Um, how Kajula gets security and Freddie Gautier doesn't. It's kind of funny, especially in Arizona. Um, I also seeing Elliot Freeman just tweeting out too. Uh, apparently Washington is close to signing Connor Sheary. Connor Sheary, I think I brought him up last week. I said, oh, he's still out there. Why don't the Leafs go sign him on a one-year, two-year? Um, so we'll see where Washington can sign him. Maybe, you know, the Lundquist money being gone kind of cleared up a little bit. But I guess Lundquist would still have a cap hit. So I don't know what I'm saying. Don't listen to me. That's why. He didn't <laughs> declare retirement. So yeah. I, I don't know how that whole situation works. Okay, I'm starting to think now that it wasn't Clefbaum's dad that died during the it trip. It wasn't. I Googled it. I tried to figure it out and nothing came up about Clefbaum's dad. <laughs> Might have been. I think it was Adam Larson. Either way, terrible either way, news, terrible, it was. terrible. Yeah. But Clefbaum's dad is passed on. But yeah, uh, Connor Sheer. So here's the thing now. Like, so what do you think he is able? I guess there's room for Washington now that Lundquist is technically. Well, that's off that's the what book. I was just saying. I'm gonna click on. I'm gonna try and find Washington here on cap friendly quickly. Um, but I don't know. I don't think they would get relieved because it's like Mike said. Like he didn't retire. Uh, yeah. Can they put him on LTIR? Like I, I don't year, know. I don't, I don't. That's the thing, right? He's on a one-year contract. I don't know how it works. I mean, I guess maybe I should. Try Let's to see here. Um, I'm gonna try and go down for goaltenders. Yeah, it doesn't say anything yet. It still shows him as 1.5 million. So he probably will just like sit out. They'll definitely have to pay him. Um, he's not gonna not get paid, right? It's it's injury. So is he though? I don't like, know. I don't know. I don't know either. Like. Let's see if they have an LTIR here. Um, like, it could be one of those no. weird situations where doctors are like, you can play, you just probably shouldn't. And they're like, well, no, no, the doctors say you, you shouldn't play. Like, yeah. So, well, I don't know how it works. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I'm sorry for the, the dead air here. I can't really find how they're they're going to do it, but I guess we'll find out in, in the coming don't days. Don't care anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. We'll move on. We'll move on from that. This guy. Um, so I was I was on Twitter the other day and, you know, Leafs Twitter oh, is it's a fun. It's a fun thing. No, they're <laughs> so, not. They're, they're idiots. And I was on there today and I read something that absolutely blew my lid off. I'm telling you right now. I read that you heard it here first. The Toronto Maple Leafs will meet the Buffalo Sabres in the Stanley Cup final for the 2021 <laughs> season. Did you see my quote tweet on that? No, but I just laughed. I remember. I That's just hilarious. Laughed. That would what, be what did that you... would be wild, actually. <laughs> Not going to happen, but I mean, there is a, a, a there is a chance one Canadian team will be in the final four this year. So that's pretty neat. Um, do we think it's Toronto that's going to be in that final four? I would love to see Leafs Habs round two duking it out for that final spot in the, as a Canadian team in the final four. Um, but going back to the original topic I brought up. So this tweet was going around. I got a bunch of retweets, likes, whatever came across my timeline. And it said, have the Leafs ever had a team with this much depth? And, you know, someone oh wrote God. on their notes and they go, you know, Hyman, Matthews, Nylander, Tavares, Marner, Mikheyev, 
Mm-hmm. And then it goes Kerfoot, Thornton, Simmons. And then mm-hmm. I, this is where the depth quotations comes into question because they list like fourth line, then a fifth, sixth, seventh day. So they go by Marley's. And the way the person made this tweet seem was, oh my gosh, they have so much depth, quality talent that can play in the NHL, blah, blah, blah. And they're making it seem like just because they have a bunch of bodies means they have depth. And I just want to know from your guys' perspective, what does depth mean to you? Does it mean the quality of players or is it just simply having guys who can skate? (laughs) I think depth is defined. If one of your main guys goes down, it's not much of a regression to plug the other guy in. That's what I think depth is. Do yeah. the Leafs have that? Well, we haven't really seen them in action. To really... I know it's such a it's such a silly well, thing let, to let's, say. Let's just go. Let's let just depth play out. Yeah, let's just go down the middle of the ice. Okay, if mm. Matthews, let's knock on wood here. If Matthews or Tavares was to get hurt for a significant period of time, okay, let's go with Matthews because he's the number one center. Mm. It would then go. Tavares Thornton, who's 37 years old, or however old he is, by the way. Then it goes Spezza, who's 35 plus years old. And then you have a guy named Pierre Engvall, who's played like 50 games in the NHL. And then it goes to Adam Brooks and da- and Agostino. Like, that's not depth in my eyes. Depth would have been still having Nazem Kadri as another guy to plug in there. And then say. you go down the list. That's depth because then at least you still have Tavares, Kadri, who can play your one, two. But if you lose one of Tavares and or Matthews, your second There's, line center becomes yeah. one of Thornton, Spezza or Engvall. A 41 year old depth, man. That's not depth. It's, it's not. just a guy who can skate at the National Hockey League level. Leaf fans, Leafs Twitter is probably the most delusional and most ridiculous retard. Oh, sorry, <laughs> uh, uh, fan bases I've I've witnessed. I've seen even from like Boston Bruins fans. Like I've seen more self awareness out of them than I have seen with the Leaf fans out there. I can't believe that some of these people are able to write such garbage and like well, just. And it my dumps, it, my dumps are have better takes than that. <laughs> like it's ridiculous. And it doesn't like, even it doesn't even stop at the center, man. It goes like defense. I mean, well, we all know the defense yeah. depth is an issue, but I saw it. it's like the Leafs have never had much this def, this much D depth, and they go Riley Brody, and then they list everyone else, and I'm like, yeah, that's where the depth stops. Well, if yeah, you have exactly. Goal, Justin Hole, I love Justin Hole. Good guy, but he's 28 and 29 years old. He's really only had 82 games of solid NHL hockey. Then it goes to Muzzin. Good player, but he's not going to fill in for a Riley or a Brody if they go out. Sorry, I got to go on a rant because this just, it really, you go and then I'll go. Then they go with Miko Lettinen. Yeah. He's ripping up the KHL. The guy's never played in North America yet. Travis Dermott. Give me a break. I'm over Travis Dermott. The guy is not going to be what we thought he was going to be. And then it goes Bogosian. Yeah. Bogosian. He's 30. Big, tough guy, but he's bounced around. Not Zach Bogosian, who went fourth overall. Yeah. Then you have Sandine Lilligren, the guy who I hate to say his name, Martin Marinson, and then Callie Rosen, who they traded and then got back because they had to try and cover their asses a little bit for Tyson Berry. Dude, this is not... And then the left wing, I won't, I won't, I'll stop, but the left wing, if you lose Zach Hyman, you might as well throw anyone who can skate on the left wing because yeah. that's pretty much what they have. That- so it just boggles my mind when people are out there going they have so much depth so much de-. that's not depth well depth is quality of players not bodies that Rant the over. same that same f- 
fucking dumbass also said like made a claim that Justin Hall had a better year than Colton Pareko. Like, give me a break. Like these people know, are they, so no, it so wasn't not, even it wasn't even this person. It was just someone else. No, but, but that's the guy I quote to you yeah, today. Okay. What Michael was referring to. That's the same guy. Yeah. And also they keep singing the praises of Kyle Dubas. Oh Kyle man, Dubas that was another one. Yeah. Completely went back on his own philosophy this past off season. You're meaning to tell me that he's one of the best GMs you've ever had when you didn't even qualify for the playoffs this year. Are yeah, you like, kidding me before, before we move on? I know. I don't know if Mikey wants to jump in, but I got into it that as well. Because Are you going to jump in or fall in? Mike, let's go. <laughs> someone was basically saying, yeah, like Dubas has been the best Leafs GM than the last five Leafs GMs or whatever. And they were referring to the NHL draft. So, First of all, Dubas has only been the GM since 2017. He's only gone through, okay, three, four drafts. And you can't even really say how well he's done. Like those guys, first of all, it's just Lilligren, Sandine. All right. And then they were trying to say, oh, you know, Mark Hunter was a terrible scout and GM. Like, do people not know what, what, like, he's the reason you have Marner, you idiots. He's the reason we have Marner, Matthews, Engvall. I know I was ripping on them, but still, like, he has... Mm. I got to find it because I listed off a bunch of names. But, but um, yeah, so while you're trying to find that, yeah, I mean, that Mark Hunter was the one that wanted Marner over... Um, Noah Hannafin. Yeah. Right? So I, I, that's what I said to the guy. I was like, okay. Nylander. Sure. Yeah. Nylander. Right. And then, and then like people bring that up and they're like, oh, well, you know, they had top 10 picks. So it's all. Like, First yeah, of all, Matthews, like, Austin Matthews is the only one where anybody can take him and be like, yeah. oh, I'm a great GM. Of course. It's freaking Austin Matthews. He had the first overall pick. He was undeniably the better player than Patrick line. I don't care what anyone in Winnipeg has to say about that, but Hunter was at the forefront, not the GM, but he was the head of scouting who was a part of Matthews, Marner, Nylander, Dermott, Engvall, Brooks, Wall, and Scott, Joseph Wall and Ian Scott, who are two young goaltender prospects for the Leafs, and Timothy Lilligren. Like, how can you say Kyle Dubas has done a better job than Mark Hunter when Hunter chose pretty much a good chunk of your top guys, you know? Like, like, and yeah, Marner, Nylander, those are top guys. Anyone can choose them. Picking at four and eight is way harder than picking down below because if you really miss on those guys, that's when you really set your franchise back. It's not yeah. about, you know, when Boston had 13, 14, 15, and they only hit on Jake DeBrusque, and then oh, they let God. Matt Barzal go right after, and then I think Thomas Shabbat right after that. Like, that's, yeah. that's where you can set your team back. But to say well, that... You know, Marner and Nylander or easy picks. Like, come on, man. No, I mean, like, like I remember that draft too. Like Vancouver, New York, maybe even Carolina picked before Toronto. And, and, but the thing was Toronto did their homework. They, if they were picking any higher, they would have zeroed in on Nylander. So that you go, that, that comes down to scouting. That comes down to Mark Hunter and how he like knows how to scout players in the junior route. Like, well, he, he didn't really play. Nylander didn't play junior, really. He played in Sweden. But still, like, you know, it's just, it makes me want the Leafs to fail even more. Just to, to bring these guys back to earth here because it's just, it's ridiculous. You can't give yeah. these guys any quota of success because they're just going to go up, up. And we, we see what they're doing when they're not even qualifying for a playoff spot, for God's sakes. Yeah. I know. And yeah, and I'm going to choose not to comment on this stuff because simply because a, I'll get way too fired up. I'll <laughs> s- 
start to sweat. We got all year to talk about it. (laughs) And and yeah, I mean, it's nothing that you haven't heard me bitch about before. You guys know how I feel about the situation. Oh, you know exactly how you feel. Yeah. So I, you know, that's it. I'm going to leave it at that. And, you know, I think I, you know what? Just to kind of turn our heads a little bit, we're going to have some fun now. Uh, Thomas Rickus, who's been our listener of the month in the past, he's a friend of the show. Um, we mentioned last week we were going to do uh, an NBA and NHL all-time draft. Um, we'll go over the rules when we bring Rick here in a second. Um, so, guys, please enjoy our draft with Thomas Rickus. He's back, everyone. <laughs> the king of guests, Thomas Rickus. <laughs> Thanks for Self-proclaimed coming. Proclaimed king of guests, by the Have way. Have a good night, everybody. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, Rico, you're back on the show, bud. How's it going? I'm good. I'm good. I'm honored to be back. I'm happy that the uh, most important guest in face-off <laughs> history is back. Uh, hey, yeah, both, for, both for me, but mostly for you guys. It's, uh, it's too bad, wow. Rico. We couldn't get you in the studio because you kind of sound a little muffled over there. Uh, do I? Yeah, a little bit, but I mean, we we had a nice mic set up for you and everything. We had everything sorted out, and then big old Doug but, Ford was like, "Hey, COVID's a thing again." <laughs> Listen, I was excited to be in the uh, studio and watch Takamo just slowly die. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> then, slowly and then that start turned choking, into, and then that turned into just a full blown wrestling match between uh, Lafleur <laughs> and Takamo. Yeah, yeah. it would be fun. It would have been fun to see. <laughs> they aired it out. They aired it out earlier in the episode, but okay. I mean, the okay. studio's not going anywhere. COVID, once it leaves, we'll we're we're jumping back in there, right into the deep end. And you're obviously <laughs> going to come back uh, sooner rather than later in studio. Um, I'll so, be Kak, there. I'll be so, there. Oh yeah. So, Kak, I know you wanted to open up the discussion where yes. we left off before we get into the NBA draft, which we'll do first, and then we'll follow it up with the National Hockey League. But um, Rico is a big fan of basketball, as you guys have known, and the NBA was one of the first leagues uh, to insert advertisements on their uniforms um the nhl has talked about you know kind of following suit not so much on the jersey per se i think in comparison to the nba unless you're a celtics knicks or a lakers fan there's a lot of history uh with national hockey league sweaters like the leafs and the habs so people were kind of losing their minds when they said i don't want to see a tinder ad on a maple leafs jersey um you know just kind of referencing the clippers with their bumble ads but uh, CAC, they've introduced them now on helmets. So what do we think about yeah. that? Well, I'm, I, here's the thing. The thing is, don't. All right. So because of last week, you guys. I know. Been, I caught myself. So <laughs> the th- just I understand with COVID impacting finances, there, there needs to be a way to bring in ev- revenue. I understand that. However, I'm not excited about the rabbit hole that this brings up. I still don't like, I still haven't gotten over the numbers on front of the helmets. I don't know. I'm a traditionalist that way. The paid for advertisements on the helmets, I will bring in some of that lost revenue. I understand that. But I, I feel like it's only a matter of time before they make their way on the, the main jerseys. Now, I don't think that it's going to get as bad and as cluttered as, you know, let's say, the European ones. Like, I rem- I think I brought this up last week or the week before, how Martin Broder, when he was playing, was welcoming ads on his pads and his equipment and all that. I just, for me, I think it's just, I think it's the stepping stone of opening up the door. And I don't know, like, I'm a, again, classic guy, but you look at soccer and European football. It's basically the focal point of the jerseys now, but Thomas, you basketball guy, 
What's your take on just advertisements in either on the Jersey or the helmets? I've got no problem with it. I think it's a great idea. Honestly, a little bit of extra revenue would never killed anybody. I, I remember when it happened for the NBA, everyone was a little bit weird, but it, it ended up being a small patch right in the corner, right? You can see yeah, it on the top right there, there, right? You, yeah. got, you got sunlight just sitting there. Um, I don't think it's a bad thing. I mean, you look at, you look at hockey, especially, right? You've already got the advertisements everywhere, right? All over the boards. Yeah. All the arenas are named after different things, whatever. So I, I don't think it's a big deal. I think, of course, if it turns into the European soccer jerseys where it's just the main thing and it no longer says Maple Leafs and now it says Scotiabank. Yeah, I'm ruining... I worry about ruining the clean look. Like even yeah. like CFL, they have two sponsors on either side of the chest plates. And it kind of it kind of ruins a little bit of the clean look to me. But CFL needs it's, the money. I was going to say, well, yeah, yeah, CFL. They need all the help that they can get. They would have. They would have loved to fit four ads on the shoulder if they could. Yeah. Hey, I mean, like a I'm pro golfer for, out there. I'm all for making revenue. I mean, at the end of the day, this is a business. It's a corporate. Like it's a giant ass corporation, right? So, yeah. uh, whatever they're going to do to make money, keep them afloat, especially in tough times like this. I'm all for it. I, I don't necessarily love the Sun Life choice on the Raptors jerseys. I don't hate it. Doesn't I don't look at it and it doesn't like make me mad. I don't lose sleep over it either. Uh, I I remember uh, Cac Geo. We talked about um, having ads on the ice versus having them on their jerseys. Mm-hmm. You guys said you might actually prefer that. I disagree. I, I never actually got to get that point across last time when we talked about it. Um, I don't know. Like when I watch the Euro leagues and, and like, you know, you got one face off circle is blue and the other one's yellow and one's orange and one's red. It absolutely looks ridiculous. looks like a, I'm watching a circus um, when it's a little <laughs> patch on the Jersey. You're not going to see it when you're watching on TV or even live. So uh, I feel like they're not trying to slam ads in my face all the time. I feel like it's different with the NBA as well. Cause like, these guys are stopped. They're going to the free throw line. There's like, you're getting zoomed in right on the jerseys a lot. I mean, I, I feel like there's a lot more chance to take advantage of a Jersey sponsorship than there is in the NHL. I mean, you got faceoffs and that's it, I guess. Yeah. But. And I think hockey's got the advantage of the helmet. Honestly, put it, put a couple ads on a helmet. I don't think anyone's really going to care if you want to just maintain that nice clean look of the Jersey. I think the helmet's the perfect thing. Geo kind of pointed to, uh, to it before with golfers, right? Like they've yeah. got ads everywhere on their hats, on their sleeves, on their chest, like in their bags, collars, everywhere, mm-hmm. right? So if that turns into hockey, yeah, maybe that's going to take away from the look. If that turned into basketball, it would take away from the look too. But basketball, you've got ads on the courts, right? you got ads on the courts. And then in hockey, you've got them on the boards already. So if you put an ad even underneath the ice, mm-hmm. people aren't, they'll notice, but they're not going to notice. Right. And if that gives you a little bit of extra revenue and same thing with the helmets, right. The way that hockey is filmed too, there's not a ton of close up shots. Right. No. I mean, there are some, but not like basketball where, yeah, like Mikey's saying, you're going to get a nice close up of the ad. Right. And that's also what plays into the fact of why basketball is a lot more marketable of a sport, especially for the individual. Right. Because of the fact that hockey players, they've got helmets on. If I, if I saw, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a name. Um, Austin Matthews. I know. <laughs> uh, I know what Austin Matthews looks like. Uh, <laughs> Ray Kajula. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know. Like right? okay, like, yeah. Like if I saw him walking down the street in Toronto, I, I would think it's just a random guy. I would have yeah. no idea, yeah. right? So anything that helps, I think, with the hockey revenue and a little bit of just extra money, more eyeballs, maybe, I'm okay with that. Don't be surprised if this lasts for more than just this season. 
Oh no, it's it's here like, to stay. I, I, I think, think you, yeah, yeah. You bring in something like this, it's here to stay. And you know, yeah. Rickle brings up a good point about the helmets. Like it's to me, it's kind of harmless. And Cac, you said you know they added the numbers on the front, and I just had a helmet here to to show you guys. So like just classic. They'll have it on the back, and then you know, well, I tried to be cool and I blacked out the sides. Um, Sick, dude. But you usually they'll put the team logos like on either side yeah. of the front, but. I don't need to see the Leaf logo on a helmet when I already know what team I'm watching and it's big on the crest to begin with. So if you can stick a tiny logo and it helps the league make some more money, I'm all for it, man. Yeah, you and know, I, I'm maybe gonna, you take a little bit less of a dollar. You know, I know the NBA was like a million per team uh, for the space on the jersey. If you go a million for the helmets, that's okay. But if you're really concerned about all the other stuff, not, I'm not saying you, but I'm saying in general, you could stick it on the back, make it 500,000. You know yeah. what I mean? Just, just bring in some money because the a NHL here and there. Yeah. The NHL, it. unlike the NFL, who is king of everything and the NBA, who is second to them, in my opinion, just because of the massive dollars in TV and marketing and all that kind of stuff, the NHL, when we saw it through the pandemic, it's strictly dr- not strictly, but, it's majority driven by people going to the games, buying yeah. tickets, putting asses in the seats. So you got to find a way to kind of recover and find different revenue streams, right? Yeah. So and I and, and I I feel like uh, going with the helmet is kind of like a you know a good middle ground compromise yeah. because I feel like hockey, historically speaking, has been played majority without a helmet on, uh, and it was only in the mo- sort of a mod the modern hockey era where they implemented helmets and made them mandatory for obvious reasons. Uh, so you, you're not really hurting the sort of heritage behind the sport that way, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think anyone would really, especially Gary Bettman would sign off on ads on jerseys and hockey. I just, it's just, I yeah, don't know. Gary Bettman would do were anything close. for an extra dime. Don't kid yourself. No, they were close, sure, but I think lockout, I think they understand like the history and the integrity with, a hockey sweater, and this is not putting down the NBA sweaters, but there's not as many historical teams in the NBA that have the history of like the Montreal Canadiens, the Boston Bruins, the Toronto. You know what I'm trying to say? Vegas so, Golden Knights, yeah, yeah, Stanley Cup finalists. <laughs> You're um, yeah, so it's a little, it's a little bit of this and that. Um, so let's yeah, let's have some fun, one, guys. Go ahead, one Rico, more point, sorry. One more point. Yeah. Like, look at the jersey behind Geo there, right? You've got the Nike sign there, yeah. right above Lemieux, yeah. right? Yeah. Which you turn that into Tinder. I mean, I, well, I, I, Adidas, I don't think I don't. Yeah. The thing is, I don't think Adidas really is going to do that just because their, their logo is only on the back. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So, gotcha. I mean, I like the idea yeah. of like in the corner of the helmet, but they want it like right there. They don't want people searching for it. It's yeah. gonna be mm-hmm. on all teams on the sides, like that Kyle Palmieri picture that you sent on the yeah. WhatsApp chat. Like that's, it's going to go across the board. I think like that. Yeah. It'll be okay. And Mike, just, Mike's holding uh, up that Giannis jersey. Just for the jersey, record, um... I thought this would be worth something because it would be an antique <laughs> one day. But that motherfucker signed back in uh, <laughs> Milwaukee. So it, it just got more valuable because he stayed in Milwaukee. You, you think so? Danny. Come I on. Think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll find out. Let's see if Mike's going to end up picking for Giannis on his all-time team. Just like. By the way, I was pointing at my Greek national jersey here, Rico, for you because I was back. looking at, at the big Eurobank uh advertisement plug in there sorry my mic i'm, I'm all over the place it's right all now. good it's all good but all let's good. let's have some fun here Do so it. we're gonna jump into the all-time and, drafts and, yeah go ahead cack 
So basically, Rico, you know, you know the rules. It's a snake draft. You will pick first. I pick second. Geo picks third. Mike will pick fourth. And then it's going to be a snake draft. So then round two will be Mike, Geo, myself, uh, and then you. And we're going to do this a bunch of times. We got five rounds because there's five starting positions of basketball. Did not learn that two weeks ago. That's for damn sure. And <laughs> uh, and yeah, so for Team Rico, who are you going to pick for first overall in your all-time and I just I just want to clar- clarify something first because we've had discussions off the air about positions and what the team oh, should yeah. be. Um, so for basketball, we'll go with guards and forwards. We won't say small forward, power forward, uh, oh, point shit, guard, shooting know. guard. But, okay. I mean, realistically, that shouldn't make too much of a difference. It should. Um, it does to me. Well, n- no, it, it shouldn't because you could pick two all-time great point guards and not leave, put a shooting. You know what I'm trying to say. So let's just have the okay. guard forward and a center position. And just for fun, because in NHL and NBA and any sport, there's a ton of fantastic players all time. We'll pick two bench guys. So our honorable mentions as well. We're picking two. Oh, so seven rounds now. One or two honorable mentions. Honorable mentions sounds yeah. good. Yeah, they don't need to. They don't need to make the graphic or anything. Cack, don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll leave well, them off. Shit. That's okay. where you can draft your uh, your Vince Carter take. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, guys, come on. All right. On. So, as Rico, you were leading off with the NBA draft. Your first pick overall, all time. LBJ. <laughs> I think a lot of people think I was going to take LeBron. Right. You've got a four-time champion, four-time oh, final team. MVP, four-time MVP. Averages 28, 7, and 7 yeah, we in his get career. It. He's good, dude. Relax. <laughs> you know, three championships, three teams. Some he's, people call him the greatest of all time, right? He's are you, is he paying you? Scoring he's lost six times in the finals. Yeah, no, it's no big deal. Can we can we mute everyone while I make my pick, please? Uh, third on the scoring list, right? Eighth Welcome on the assist life. leading all time, right? He's probably gonna finish first and probably in the top five with assists. Top playoff wins. 10 finals in 17 years, right? Is he the GOAT? Absolutely, he's the GOAT. I'm taking LeBron James as a pick. I mean, there's no other pick to be made right here. I got to take the best player of our generation and I think of every generation. There it is. LeBron James, first off the board. Honestly, not surprising. (laughs) I'm doing, hold on. I'm just uh, writing it down here and making sure that we have seven rounds now. You're going to make it easy for me either way. So whoever you say, I already know who I'm going to say right after you. I don't. I do it just for the winning mentality. Michael Jordan, let's go. All right. So Michael Jordan, second off the board. And I will waste no time. My third overall pick and my first player, Kobe Bryant. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I like that. Am I? I'm shocked, but I like it. A little shocked. All right. Well, let's see who I Mike's got. I think it's early, but what I found out <laughs> when I like, started doing this was <laughs> there's not very many good shooting guards aside from Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. You got, you know, I'm not going to give away my future picks and stuff, but yeah, let's just not uh, give away all the players. It's a, it's, a, it's a tight, it's a tight spot to pick. Um, I think I gotta go, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. After that, okay. So I'm gonna. He's not a shooting guard. Did you know that? I did know that. Yes. Okay. 
So what you said was just useless. I got you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say like I don't know what you were trying just to set up there. It, I I I probably was gonna take a shooting guard with my first pick if Kobe slash MJ obviously he wasn't gonna be there was still available because of that Listen mentality. It. It's a great um, pick, you know, six time MVP, six time champion. He's, he's easily I think top three. Just to time. clarify, that is your center position off the board taken so we obviously all have to pick one center Rico went with a forward and me and Cac went with guards so in the snake draft round two Mike you are back up again I uh, I'm going with Larry Bird wow great pick Larry Legend That's so Larry nice. Bird that is another guard off the board and I guess that means it comes, it comes to me Mike did you know Larry Bird is a three time MVP three years in a row uh, I did. I know, I know that he's an absolute stud of, and a legend, and he's and he's. I, I did a lot of research on Larry Bird at one point in my life. Probably my dad looks a lot so. like Larry Bird. He stopped <laughs> in the airport one Yo, time. He kind of does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. look. Shout out Jonah. My, co- my <laughs> cousin's husband as well. He he gets called Larry Bird quite often. I'll show you guys a yeah. picture off the air. Pretty similar. Um, okay, so it is my pick. Um, you know, I talked about we need to obviously fill up positions. I'm going to set myself up a little bit here. Um, so centers, they, you know, they don't come often. There's only a few really good ones of all time. Um, it would be only fitting that I have Kobe Bryant that I will take the one Shaq Diesel as my center oh, for my all-time team. DJ Diesel? DJ Diesel, you got it. Nice. Cack, back to you. I'm going to go, you know what? I'm going to take uh, another, I'm pretty sure he was a player on that 92 Dream Team, Magic Johnson. Oh, nice. yeah, there you go. So, Cac has got both of his guards off with He's MJ got, uh, and Magic. MJ and MJ. Yeah, yes, exactly. All right, Rick, back to you. After sitting off and watching us for the last couple rounds, who will you be going with? You know, pretty much everyone in my top eight is gone, which is a testament to you guys. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm honored. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I am going to go with somebody I think that doesn't get enough love. Especially with the new era. <laughs> especially with the new era. I'm going to go with the guy that won 11 titles in oh. 13 years. I'm going with Bill Russell. Damn it! Okay. That is a great pick. I was going to go with him. He's, he averages 22 and a half rebounds. You know, he's uh, got, no other team is going to be able to grab a rebound on me. Is he the most yeah. winning player in the NBA ever? I believe yeah. he is. Yeah, 11. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's funny because that always gets brought up. It's like, oh, you got to get MJ6, MJ6. And it's like, hello, Bill Russell won 11. Yeah. <laughs> like, but If you're going to make that argument and frigging Ken Dryden won 10 Stanley Cup. Oh, here we go. Rico, you get to pick again. for the man. Hockey League. Yeah, Rico, you're back to back. Damn it. Yeah, I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to strategize here a little bit. So I, I guess you two have guards, two but, two guards um, and a center left for you. Yeah, you know what? I'm just gonna go with one of the best available. I'm gonna go with my power forward. I'm gonna go with the big fundamental, Tim Duncan. Wow. Fuck, I knew you're gonna take the one oh, of so one bad. of my favorite players of all time, to be honest. He, big Funda. If, if Shaq was off the board, ah, Big Funda exactly. was gonna be my next pick. Um, so Rico, we're gonna come Gio. back to you in a bit. We have LeBron James, Bill Russell, and Tim Duncan. Yes, he Mike. literally those were the two that I was gonna pick. So now I'm stuck with Wilt Chamberlain. Thanks, pal. <laughs> oh, Wilt the Stilt. All right. Um, Mike, good, what, were you, right? what were you gonna say? <laughs> first? Yeah, oh, I was yeah. just gonna say, uh, 
I forget. Sorry, I was writing these. Right. I'm, I'm writing everyone's picks down. But I'm uh, writing them too. I, I was going to say Tim Duncan is your favorite player of all time, is he not? He's one of them. Yes, he is one of them. Yep. Uh, I just want to clarify. (laughs) I want to clarify, Rico, Larry Bird, forward, correct? Yeah, I go small forward. For the most part, I have him here as a small forward. Yeah, Yeah, because I know, Mike, I I said that, and then you said he was a guard, but I'm pretty sure he's a forward. No, no, no. I said he's a small forward. You said he's a shooting guard. I correct. Oh, okay. I meant to say he's a forward. Anyway, um, so does it come? It's back to me now because Cac chose Wilt. So we had two centers go in a row. Um. I guess I do need to take another guard and I don't know. I, I I'm leaning towards a guard. Cause I feel like maybe this forward I want to choose might still be there. This is tough. Um, but I'm going to go with Steph Curry. Um, I had a feeling you were going to take him. Yeah. I'm not going to name the other guy who I was considering because he still might be available, might be, might be available. I doubt it, but he we'll won't. see. But Steph Curry, I know he's still in his career, but it is undeniable. This guy is the best shooter of all time. The guy shoots from half court. Like it's his day job. Um, you know, part of one Should of the best shooting guard. Yeah. Part of one of the best dynasties of all time, you know, with golden state, he is undeniable. He's arguably changed the game in some way. He's really rejuvenated the three-point, and, you know, a lot of teams, they look to that as their majority of their offense. So I'm going with Steph Curry. No question. And his first unanimous MVP as well. And yeah, LeBron exactly. got robbed of his unanimous MVP. And <laughs> I voted for Carmelo, craziest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> that that but, is you know, wild. That, that makes Steph the, the first ever and, and only. Yep. Anyways, I think I'm next. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Gio, I'm taking your second point guard, uh, the one and only Canadian legend, Steve Nash. Oh, he, he read me like a book. Back-to-back MVP, Steve Nash. Rico has got some confusion on his face. Man, man listen, Steve Nash, like, he was <laughs> Steph Curry before Steph Curry was Steph Curry. Like, that guy, <laughs> I, come on, come on. He's, he's maybe not the shooter, but the way that he handled the ball was Unbelievable. He, second he can, to none. He can make plays. He can pass it around. I mean, he I'll, I'll was you that. an absolute magician out there. I'm telling you, I loved, like, I, I, you know, when I was really young, I watched him play and then towards the end of his retirement. Anyways, don't care. Steve Nash, my pick. You have another pick. It's my back next back pick. You. Pick, pick um, with your heart, not with your head, man. That's what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I should. You do need one more forward, one more guard. You have Kareem, Larry Bird, and Steve Nash. <clears throat> I'm taking, uh, and Rickus, you and I had a conversation about the way that I like to pick my players, so this is a strategic <laughs> pick. I'm going with none other than Dirk Nowitzki. Oh, Mikey oh, Basser, that's who I was talking fucker. about. All right, great pick. I like that. I like that. Dirk, I think he's the best european player of all time he's got to be up there he's got a championship a scoring side he's in the top five or at least the top 10 of scoring points all time i think he might even be in the top five um so yeah mike falling i don't think yeah geo you're next yeah it is me again so i got kobe Shaq, steph curry um i do need two forwards mike just took one of them off my board um Hmm. Now I'm gonna get need some clarification on this. I believe he was a power forward for majority of his career. He's up there in all time scoring. I'm taking from the Utah Jazz, Carl Malone, the postman or the mailman. Sorry, the postman. Same thing. 
So Carl Malone, for, he is a power board. forward. Yes. And then it goes back to me. And he's never yes. won a title, but that's okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this guy. All right. Uh, Calvin Cambridge of the LA Knights <laughs> from like my, no, uh, <laughs> come on. That movie still holds up. hundred percent. Right? One of my favorites. Okay. I want Such T-Mac. A- tea time. Uh, I was going to shout out Dirk for his uh, cameo in that movie. Oh, yeah. Who do you want to make it out to? Make it out to my niece. What's Uh, her name? Dirk. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to take uh, Oscar Robertson. Wow. Okay. Oscar Robertson. I'm kind of surprised that he was still up there, or is it just me being naive? I had him on my list. I had him on my list. He was my next pick, Jack. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Let's be friends again. Okay, Rico, you can end it out here with both your guards to line up to finish out your lineup. Who will they be? All right. So I'm going to make a case here. Okay. You guys are probably okay. not going to like it, but that's okay. <laughs> I know we talked about guards and forwards, but Stress this guy is positionless. This guy can play every position on the court, and I think if I put him at shooting guard, there is no loss in skill if anything i get way better again feel free to let me know if you want to veto crazy if you do but that's fine (laughs) i'm gonna put my shooting guard kevin durant i kind of want to veto because he was going to be my last forward but (laughs) you know what um yeah i'll give it to you i'll give it to you honestly yeah i i make your case what's your case (laughs) Or, or here's what i'm or here's what i'm willing to do i'm willing to put lebron at point guard so i can put Kevin Durant. That's no, something I, that no. we discussed was not a possibility. Yeah, no, yeah. I'll give I'll give you KD as a shooting guard for sure. All right. Yeah. I hey, mean, so, is the eighth on the assist leading all time. So I mean, it's not like he's not a good passer. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, that's not what we're saying. That's Doesn't not what we're matter. saying. <laughs> okay. So Rico, you have back to back. So you got Kevin Durant, and what's your next one going to be? Yeah, I need a point guard. I need a, a true point guard. I've got a lot of good passers well, on my one team I can already. He's going to take John Stockton. I'm not going to take John Stockton, but Mike, I don't like how you keep ruining all these picks. Um, <laughs> I like to ruin things. I'm a fun sucker. <laughs> Thief I'm of joy. Take, I am going to take Isaiah Thomas. Damn it, Rick! Wow. wow. Isaiah Thomas. You know, nine assists a game. Again, bad boy Pistons made Jordan cry a bunch, which I love. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, did. Jordan oh, wait, really I already have get a past him. So, you know what? I'm going to take Isaiah Thomas. You know what? I was thinking of taking, uh, I was thinking of taking Isaiah Thomas, uh, just because of that beef with MJ would have been fun having him on my team, but you know what? You need familiarity and who's more familiar with Michael Jordan than, uh, sorry, Gio, Scotty Pippen. Scotty Pippen. That's a great pick. That's a great pick. So that is going to, is that where you're round? You're rounding out there. So it's going to be me next, right? As my last yeah. pick. Okay, so, uh, well, so yeah, you're you're the second last pick of this round, so yeah. Well, this oh yeah, I guess we'll do honorable. Don't worry, I got it all here. I got it all um, here. Okay, uh, this feel free to veto this. Um, power forward, my final pick, Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett, yeah, That's we got good. a thumbs up from Rico. Okay, um, so Kevin Garnett, I mean, he averaged seventeen point eight. He averaged a double double for his career, like per game, seventeen and ten. Uh, he played on a terrible, terrible Minnesota Timberwolves team. I believe he got them all the way to a conference final, where they lost to the Lakers in like 03 or 02, in between one of those years where he was MVP. Um, MVP you know, yeah. 
He was one of the first guys as a part of a big three before LeBron started the whole trend in Miami uh, with Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, and Mike with that hilarious smile. But yeah, I'm going to round out my team with uh, Kevin Garnett. So he's going to round it out. Yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and say I don't like players that have to join a big three to get a championship. Kevin Durant, <laughs> Kevin Garnett. Uh, I don't know if it's the name, something to do with Kevin. We need to talk about Kevin. They're all fucking crazy, insecure. I don't understand what it is. Uh, but I just want to say neither of them are on my list, despite maybe them being deservably on that list. Fair enough. Fair enough. So your, your pick, your pick heart, is? You pick with your <laughs> round out, round out your squad, Michael L. At least I can sleep at night, coward. <laughs> Jesus. Um, anyways, uh, that being said, I'm going to take uh, this next player who really didn't win a lot, but I think he's one of the best shooters ever. Um, I just think he's, I just thought he was a great player. Uh, I'm going with Reggie Miller. Wow. That's an interesting pick. It's a little off the board. Reggie Miller's a fantastic player. I love Reggie Miller. Um, I think there may be one other guard I would have threw in ahead of him. Um, but maybe we can throw that up in honorable mentions. Um, so let me just, uh, read Hold out. On. The- I got, I got one more pick now. Yeah. I'm just going to read out the teams before we finalize. <laughs> so Rico's final roster, um, features LeBron James, Bill Russell, Tim Duncan, Kevin Durant, and sorry, who's who's last pick again? I forgot to write it down. Rickos, Isaiah Thomas, Isaiah Thomas, right? Isaiah. Wait, Thomas, wait, I missed one. I I missed one for Rico. I got LBJ, Tim Duncan, Bill Russell, Kevin Durant, Isaiah Thomas. Is that it? Is that yes? That is yeah, we, that ju- is we just we, and then Lasko, just sure. Lasko, your team: Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Larry Legend, Steve Nash, Dirk Nowitzki, Reggie Miller. What do you guys? Geo has got Kobe. Shaq, Steph Curry, Carl Malone, Kevin Garnett. Sorry, boys. That's that's just a clean sweep right there. Uh, Shaq, you got MJ, Magic, Wilt Stilt, Oscar Robinson, and Scottie Pippen. So I guess we got a couple duos in there. We got Nash and Dirk, Kobe Shaq, MJ Pippen, and then Rico. He's got to be different. Just goes completely off the board. (laughs) So we're going to throw those lineups on Twitter, Instagram, and you guys will have a vote, and we'll come to conclusion. We'll leave it up there for about a week or so, a couple days, and then we'll get a conclusion on that. Um, Honorable mentions, let's go through quickly. Mikey, you said you had yours first. We'll go snake draft order. Yeah. um, Obviously, I'm going future All-Famer, multi-MVP, uh, winner Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, the Greek national, the Greek freak, the legend, future Hall of Famer. That's it, Giannis. <laughs> All right, Gio. Uh, my honorable mention will be Allen Iverson. The answer. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I don't. I'm trying to think now. Did I? Oh, I picked. I did pick. I didn't pick a power forward. Did I? Did I? I did. Yeah, you got Robertson and Pippen. Right. I'm going to go as a just, you know what? In case one of them goes down, I'm going to go with the Rodman, Dennis Rodman. In case, in case Ooh, one Dennis of them Rodman. goes down. I'm trying to recreate the freaking. <laughs> and then if we I ever go Kat- to North Korea, it's going to be a guns of blazing. Yeah, yeah. I think Kak watched the last dance over the last week. <laughs> I, can't, yeah. I can't help if these players <laughs> fell down to me. Okay. I yeah. took magic. Rodman, I took, magic, MJ. I took Robertson. Okay. Yeah. I. I can't help it if these players came came all the way down to me. All right, I'm just saying, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, picking okay, someone, I'm picking Reggie I, Miller. I'm gonna go pick the other guy. The fact that this guy didn't get drafted in the original draft is a travesty. I, I'm, I'm kind of upset even with myself. Um, I'm gonna take Hakeem Olajuwon. 
Yeah, he was up there for me. I agree. Yep. I had him. I had him on my list as well. His block record will never be broken. Two-time champion, you know. One in the Jordan era. Not many Hakeem can say that. The dream. Yeah, exactly. It's a very good point. Um, yeah, Hakeem the Dream taken off as an honorable mention. Okay, guys, so that was the NBA draft. Wait, are oh, we I thought we another, had. Yeah, I thought, I thought we were doing another two round, bench, two bench spots. Can we ah, do let's just yeah. do one. We we were taking up time. We'll do one. We're gonna move on to the NHL now. Yeah, we're um, running out of time here, but Julius Irving's gonna be my second bench guy. Okay, bye bye. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, the National Hockey League draft. So this is the same thing. A little bit of an exception. We'll actually go with actual left wingers and right wingers. We won't just go by wingers like we did with just forwards and guards in the NBA. Um, so if I'm remembering correctly, Cac, you had the first pick. I had the yeah. second. Mike, you had the third. And Rico had the last. Yes. I think that's how the NHL draft yeah. went. So without yeah. further ado, your centerman, left winger, right winger, two defense and a goalie. Cac, lead it off. So I've, I watched a lot of footage trying to come up with this pick and I have three jerseys here. So for team CAC, we are proud to select for first overall, the great one. Oh, shocker. <laughs> shocker. Wayne, Wayne Gretzky. Gretzky. All right. So number 99 goes there. Uh, you know, I, I, kinda, I did. I struggled with this pick, boys. I really I kind of I kind of wanted the first pick because having, I wanted second having second. Well, I don't know. We could have switched because second is very hard. Um, I'm not going to be able to pick back to back very often. Uh, Mikey won't either, but at least I'll have only one separation in between. I, I don't know whether to start with a goalie or a defenseman because I don't know how often I'm going to get back up there. Are you second? I am second. I'm just stalling because I'm still trying to decide. Um, <laughs> I think with my second pick, it, I I can't pass on him because he's not going to be there, but it's got to be Merrill Lemieux. Um, he's going to round out my center position. Um, yeah, so Super Mario. Mike. Um, I mean, I, I don't there's like him. a ton the of good centers available. Uh, Mario Lemieux, obviously, easy choice there. Uh, I'm going with arguably the best hockey player of all time and Bobby Orr, and yep. very clearly the best defenseman ever. So, Big Trump guy. <laughs> yeah, he is a big Trump guy. Yeah. Yeah. He, is, he is a big Trump guy. He's kind of, kind of, that's kind of fucking weird, but uh, I don't know. He's an elitist. Perry uh, Sound, of, Ontario. I will, I will of... say something about Bobby Orr. So these guys came at the CN Tower. They had this mock. They made the Stanley Cup. They made a replica of it. They had Gordy House signatures and Bobby Orr signatures. And I went to lift it up there. And I said, oh, how much were they each? They said, Gordy Howe wanted no money for his signature on the cup. Bobby Orr, five hundred bucks. Well, that that speaks for itself. Three to five hundred in the Trump there. story, but anyway, the most anticipated hockey drafter, Thomas Rickus, who you got with one of your back-to-back -back picks. Yeah, you know what? Having back-to-back -back picks is a uh, blessing and a curse here. Um, I think what I'm going to have to do because I don't think there's many great goalies available. I'm going to take a goalie first, and I am going to take. The Dominator. Ah, Damn it, Rico, I hate you. My, my. 50, I just want to give you, because I learned a lot about hockey here. 53% win percentage, three cups, 92% save percentage. 92%? Yeah. Also, two, two, when did the Dominator two MVPs. Win three, two. When did the Dominator win three Stanley Cups? I know he won two. He went to the finals three times. I think he won. I think he won. He won. No, he only, he won two. I thought he won He won one. 02 and then he won in 08. When he was the backup to Osgood, was he? Did he not? 
Did he play oh. until 08? I don't think so. Yeah, he was the backup. He, he did, did for sure. He did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Wow. Okay. Well, okay. at least he's got two. Rickus, yeah. man, I was kind of hoping that you weren't going to, you little. Okay. We've, we've talked about this before when Mikey brought up Ken Dryden, but I think it's like a clear cut. Dominic Hashik is the best goalie of all time. I there's was obviously kinda... debates with Brodeur and Wah, and there's longevity, but man, two heart trophies as a goalie? Like, yeah, listen, yeah. The way I see two, it, cups, two cups is right. I misspelled yeah. two cups. Two the, cups. The way, the way I see it is that we're all going to have a really, really good goalie, so I'm not going to pick a goalie. Um, I, I have another pick. Hold on. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. just saying. Easy, easy buddy. All right, Rick, who's, who's your process. other pick? Yeah. Um, and you know what? Just I don't know. I, I can't believe that he got here, to be completely honest. <laughs> um, still creating his legacy. I'm going to have to take Sidney Crosby. Ever yep. heard of him? Ever <laughs> heard of him? Pretty good. Uh, uh, yeah, baby. so Sidney Crosby. Pretty, come... pretty good. I mean, he was up there high on my list as well. Um, I, I so didn't he... have him on my draft depth charts, but uh, Mikey, I think I've up. got the team to beat. So <laughs> I struggled. I struggled at this position specifically, which is why I'm gonna go early with God it. With damn the, it, you're gonna take the my guy. Left wing position. I'm yeah, gonna take Ovi, Alex yeah. Ovechkin. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Good pick. Yeah, not many really good left wingers of all time. It's up on tough. There. I mean, there's there's a few that stand out, but after that, they they drop off pretty hard. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna since you took a winger off the board, I got my center. I'm gonna go with a winger of my own, and it's none other than Meryl Lemieux's partner. And going with Yaramir Yager, right winger. Well, okay, that, okay, that, oh boy. This is why having a first pick kind of sucks. That's why I wanted second. So I'm talking over to my coaching staff. I got Pat Quinn, my good buddy, best friend, Teddy Nolan there. (laughs) Uh, We're, we're Gerard Gallant. We're just, we're going through it. Uh, I have back-to-back picks. So I'm going to take in the second round, Ray Bork. Wow. Okay. A position, please. He will start Def- at defenseman. Defense. I know, I know, but uh, just, just wants for to others. clarify. Yes, yes, just wants to clarify. Now, you took Yager, but you're right. The left wing is a position that is not really that deep. Having said that, I'm, you know, um, I met this guy. I think. Oh, hold on. Did I meet this guy? All right, I just, th- pick, just pick him. Okay, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm torn between three, but. Nah, we need his shot. Bobby Hall. Bobby Hall. Wow. So, which wing? He's a left winger. Left winger? Okay. He perfect. is, yes. I wanted Ovi on the left because he does both. But Okay. Um, yeah. This is, yeah, you know, I'm going to have to go with a winger as well. Um, and I chose a right winger already, so I'm going to have to go with uh, a left winger. Let me just, I just want to pull up... Um, his stats here quickly. So Luke Robitaille is going to be my pick for the left winger. Um, the guy played 1,400 NHL games, and he had 1,394 points. He was almost at a point-per-game uh, pace throughout his entire NHL career. Um, I believe he won a Stanley Cup, or maybe he did. He did with Detroit. He did, yeah, when in 02, right? And then mm-hmm. he also won Rookie of the Year. So Luke Robitaille is my winger. So my first line will be Yager, Lemieux, and Robitaille. Okay, my turn? Yeah. Yep. Um, wild that I'm letting my center position drop this far down, but I'm going to go with uh, 
Mr. Hockey Gordy Howe for my right wing. Okay. Nice pick. Ovi and Howe on the wings. Rico, you have back-to-back picks. You need two wingers and, a, and two defensemen. I just, gotta, I just want to make sure everyone's picked the left wing, right? Uh, Correct. Yes. Yep. Perfect. Yep. Perfect. Because I only have one left on my board, and I'm going to wait because it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, okay. Smart man. Intr- introduced to this guy, actually, you know what? He rang some bells, but uh, I watched some highlights today. Didn't play a long time in the league. Led the league in scoring a few times, but I'm going the Russian Rocket. No! Wow, that's no! A oh, that is a deep God. off the board pick. And I believe he was a right winger. Yeah, because he's yeah, a right winger. Gonna that, was gonna, that was my ace in the hole. Damn it. That's an off the board pick. The Russian Rocket, you're right. He didn't play a long time, but man, when he, he came into the league on fire, it was ridiculous. I believe when he was. Oh, well, it was when he was in Florida that they went to the cup final. But yeah, he was no. just yeah, no, I I know I said it backwards, but yeah. yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, but yeah, he was he was on tear, the Russian rocket, of course. So uh okay, we're goal seasons. Yep. That was um, okay. that was my guy. So Damn I'm assuming yeah. you're gonna go with your one of your defensemen here. I'm gonna go with one of the defensemen, and it's actually the my number one on my board. I'm gonna go with uh Nicholas Winston. Yeah, I honestly like I know Mike says Bobby Orr, that's an obvious pick, but Lidstrom is right there as well. Um, Four so top, twelve hundred yeah. points. I don't. Know. I like yeah. winners. Not, not to mention, I think he won eight or nine Norris trophies in a row. Something crazy like that, Something which like is that. Yeah. unheard of. Um, so now it goes back to Mike. Um, I'm gonna pick my center position here. It was a bit of a back and forth for me. I don't know if I'm picking the better player, but I'm gonna go with my gut, and I'm gonna pick. Joe Sackick over several other good centers that were available. I just like the guy. Fair enough. I mean, it's not a terrible pick. There's a few other guys would maybe put ahead of him, but I mean, Joe Sack, he's on my list. I had him written down. Um, so now coming, now coming to me, I have my forwards rounded out. Like I'm, I'm stuck here. I think I'm going to have to take a defenseman. Um, Lidstrom was obviously on my list or was obviously on my list. But I think after those two, oh, and Ray Bork, I think after those two, ah, man, I think I got to go with Paul Coffey. Uh, Paul Coffey, you know, he played on the Euler dynasty, um, but the numbers he put up, he was really like, after Bobby Orr, he was one of the very first, like, really offensive defensemen. And I know, Mike, that's not their job. They should play defense. They shouldn't score goals. But (laughs) suck me. Yeah, it's just easy. Um, just it's, it's just one of these things, you know. Somebody kind of revolutionized the position a bit. So I'm going with Paul Coffey. Cool. Okay. Um, well, the, my that- me. I think we just took three of Cax picks in a row. Yep. Yep. That was literally my A, B, and C option for my next pick. So what were they? You, damn it, Michael! Like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, let's finish uh, it up here. I got back to back picks. I'm, you know what? I got a scoring on the left with some toughness in Bobby Hall. I am actually need some scoring on the right, and no better than sixty perennial sixty goal scorer Mike Bossy. Oh, that is not who I thought you were going to say. Very good pick, Mike Bossy, the original 
Rocket Richard, 50 goal man. The guy was a goal scoring machine. Um, I thought you were going to say someone else, but anyway. Uh, Yeah, I know. I was leaning that way, but you know what? Mike Bossy with Wayne Gretzky, those two could be a really good tandem. Now, you said that I can't pick players from. So, do they have to start playing in 1967? Well, no, but because Mike picked Gordie Howe, so obviously not, but they had to play at least into that era. And so, you you have a defenseman and a goaltender left. So, just go ahead and throw out the name. Just hurry up. We're running out of time. All right. Hey, easy. You you, you spent 15 minutes on one pick. Come on. Um, I'm going to, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go with Chris Pronger. Wow. Okay. Wow. I thought you were going to say another name, but Pronger's yeah, good no. pick. MVP in the year 2000 or 2001 as a defenseman. Around there. But every, almost every team he was on went to the Stanley Cup final. He, we need a big presence in front of the net to clear, make room. We got Bork leading the charge on the D. We need someone to take care of the corners in the back. So Chris Pronger is going to be my guy. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I'm going to finish off my defensive corpse and I'll leave my goalie for last. Don't say corpse. I'm going to finish off my defensive corpse and I'm going to choose. Uh, Al McKinnis. Corpse has an E on the end, by the way. Anyway, thanks for that. Mike. Um, <laughs> Al McKinnis is going to round out my defensive. Um, who's next? Me? Yeah. Um, I'm going to round out my defensive core with a player that has been told to me was one of the best defensemen my father's ever watched. I'm going to pick Hab legend Larry Robinson um, oh. as my second defenseman. I like it. A lot of names in these late rounds that I've never heard of. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't blame you, Rico. I'm not, obviously, if you've watched any of our previous episodes, I'm not the most apt with pre-2000 hockey knowledge, but, you know. Me too, buddy. Me too. All right, Rico, finish it off with your final defenseman and your left winger that we so have been patiently waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go left winger first for you guys. Again, another winner. A lot of points in his career. Uh, I'm going Brendan Shanahan. Great pick. Brennan Shanahan actually is one of like the few, one of four players in NHL history to have like, I think a hundred points in a season and 200 penalty minutes, something, something crazy like that, but just tough as nails. Um, like hopefully that. he can win another Stanley cup as a president of a team. <laughs> but we're hoping. Well, uh, and then to round out my defense, I just, I, I like winners. I don't know. I'm going to go with Dennis Popman. Yeah. Great yeah. Pick. He was another guy Four-time I was looking at. Champion. Yeah. New York Islanders guy, great mustache. Really I believe he was a guy. captain of those dynasty teams yeah, right was. before Gretzky. So. The, the yeah. guy was a, he was an amazing defenseman in that era. One of the best. Yeah. I was Mike, choosing between McKinnis and Poffin, but yeah, Mike, finish it up. Uh, so I, I got a lot of flack for picking Ken Dryden as my favorite goalie of all time because it was my favorite goalie slash best goalie of all time. That was a personal pick. pick him. Um, I'm going to pick Patrick Waugh this time. You son of a bitch. Um, Coward. <laughs> yeah, I know. I didn't pick a Ginlaw, didn't pick Dryden. Who is this man? Say what you want. I made this very clear before we drafted that this was the best of all time, not my favorite players of all time. So yep. that being said, that's going to be my pick. Yep, I like all it. All right, Gio. Um, I'm going to finish off, so I'm going to choose Marty Brodeur as my goaltender. Um, self-explanatory. <laughs> Cack, finish it off with your goalie. We'll announce the teams and we'll wrap up the yeah. episode. This is, you know what? I had a feeling that he was going to drop to me. So, you know what? He's actually, he could still play like if he was around. Terry Sawchuk, I think would have yep. been really, he, like the guy can was 
very agile and a very great goaltender. Didn't have 103 shutouts for no reason. I'm taking Terry Sawchuk and I'm happy about that. So awesome. All right, guys. So those were our two drafts. Um, like I said, I'll write, I'll read them out quickly again, but we'll also post them up on social media to vote. So CAC and goal has Terry Sawchuk with Pronger and Ray Bork on defense with Gretzky, Bobby Hall and Mike Bossy on the wing. Uh, Mike has Patrick Waugh starting a net with Larry Robinson and Bobby Orr, and he has Sackick centering Gordy Howe and Alex Ovechkin. Um, oh, for myself, hard horn. I got Marty Brodeur in net with Al McKinnis, Paul Coffey, and then I got Super Mario centering Yaramir Yager and Luke Robitaille, and then Thomas Rickus with Dominic Hasek in net, Nick Lidstrom at the point, Dennis Potvin at the point. Man, those three names right there scare me. And then you got Crosby in the middle with the Russian Rocket and Brendan Shanahan. That's okay. a pretty well balanced lineup right there. I got I say. Yeah, I got three out of the five that I thought I was gonna get. So, yep. Damn. All right, guys. So we will throw that up on social media. Um, thanks again, as always, for tuning in, Thomas Rickus, listener of the month, friend of the show, esteemed guest. Very hard to lock him in, but of course he made time for the Face Off Hockey Podcast. Yep. Uh, anytime boys anytime i'm always here i'm ready to break my own viewing record you know a lot of guests that come on here try to slander my name hope so. take me down but you know that's fine i yeah, stuck up back. for you like okay. <laughs> a few times a few times <laughs> a few times <laughs> all right guys so follow us on twitter at the names below we're gonna throw in rickus's twitter handle as well you guys can go follow him for some cold nba takes i'm just kidding he's got some hot takes out there so guys follow us on social media at face off puck pod instagram twitter subscribe to the show on youtube face off hockey podcast like the show share the show rate the show and as always rickus i know you know the deal we sign off with yager salute